Hello, everybody. Welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that is taking a look at every movie Bloomhouse Productions has made. I am your host, Jason Soto, and I am joined by Lisa Leahy. How are you today, Jason? Uh, I could be better. I'm still getting over this cold um, that now is like a basically my cold has become like an Avenger and all my podcasts is like the MCU it's like my cold has appeared in every podcast that I've been doing for the past like week and a half. Cold cameos. Yeah, so it's like started off on top five A through Z, then it went into whatever, and now it's here. So, is so. It at least making worthwhile contributions. <clears throat> um, the one I did yesterday, the podcast I recorded yesterday, I think was probably like the is basically. Every other podcast was like the solo movies. Yesterday was the Avengers. So, oh god. So so hopefully hopefully now we're in phase two of this cold and and it'll go away. But Oh, um, I, I wish you well. I hope you get better soon. Thank you. I was way worse last week. I'm I'm feeling better. I just got this damn cough. Oh yeah. So that's that that's all the thing that's killing me right now is just goddamn cough. I feel like you need an episode with that little mucinex dude in the commercials. I would kill – you know what I really would kill for? I would pay anyone an exorbitant amount of money to just reach into my goddamn throat and pull up my mucous membranes. Oh, that would, no. I would pay top dollar for that right now. I would be so happy. Are you taking happy. anything? Yeah, I'm taking a bunch of – like. Okay. I don't want to say a bunch of stuff. Not not, not at the same time. Because <laughs> like, pills, Yes, yeah. just, just every pill in my house I've just taken. No. Because I have different symptoms at different times, so of it's course. like – like okay, now I got a cough, so I gotta do the, take the cough thing. Okay, now I'm congested, so I gotta take the congestion stuff. Well, now yep. my nose is stuffed up, so I gotta take nose stuff. So yep. it's just been madness the past the week. The Mucinex might actually help with a lot of that because it's all the same source. Yeah, I, I've tr- that's one of the things I've tried. Um, I've tried it every all, so hopefully it. But it, I can tell that it's I'm getting better very slowly. Good. I got my sense of smell back today. Oh, good. And I really need a shower. Sorry for the TMI, but <laughs> sense of smell equals holy shit, I got to take a shower. So I'm going to do that after we do this podcast. I think that sounds like a good plan. Uh, but let's get to this podcast because, Lisa, you've been excited for two weeks. I am so excited. You were just probably in your house just like vibrating up and down like, yes. So excited. Yeah, and it's funny because that's – pretty much the way I was about seeing the movie for the first time. Like I actually remember seeing the Blair Witch Project in theaters and literally bouncing up and down in the ticket line because everybody said it was the scariest movie ever and it was this horrifying thing. And I got in the theater and I was underwhelmed um, (laughs) because it was just sort of like, all right, there's, there's a couple of problems with this and whatever. But that aside, when Paranormal Activity was getting buzzed on the uh, the internet. Like, there were just so many different things. People say, it's the scariest horror movie ever. It's just, So, of course, you put that out there into the internet, and the horror world loses its mind. Of course. Um, and so I, too, was losing my mind. And they very intelligently, they were slick with the release of this film because they just very gradually rolled it out in a couple of cities at a time per week. Yes, we're um, going to get to that. And just by the time it got to me, I I actually drove out of state to go find it at a different theater because it wasn't going to be in my state for another two weeks, and I could not wait any longer. So I'm so, very excited to talk about this movie. All right, so before we get that, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for today's movie, which is, Lisa just said, Paranormal Activity. That quiet trailer that says the audience in September 2009 was shown this new film. Yep, yep. High def camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're going to have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Windows are locked. Doors are locked. Alarm is on. Hearing a weird sound. Feel it breathing on me. 
footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Jesus, this looks like something big here. It's not the house, it's me. You cannot run from this, it will follow you. You're not in control. What's happening to me? This thing left a message. If it's not a ghost, what is it? Okay. Before I unleash you, Lisa, I got a story. <laughs> I got a story. Please unleash me. Go ahead. All right. So you noted that the trailer says September 2009, right? Yes. Okay. In September 2009, I was in L.A. Oh, you lucky bastard. And we were there for a week. Um, I don't know how familiar I am with L.A., but there's a store there called uh, The Amoeba. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a it's mainly a music store that sells like thousands of CDs. It's like a very popular high end, yeah, kind of high, like very popular music store that like anybody who's anybody goes there to buy like their it's music. It's a hipster store. Kinda, I hate to say that, uh, because like celebrities go there to buy their music. Like it's like a really prominent store in LA. Nice. So we went there. Uh, and they also have on the, on the second floor, they have DVDs. So of course that's where I went. Um, and the same part of the story, but I ended up buying a DVD copy of this movie called the baby. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but at, <laughs> at the time the case says something about the most controversial movie ever made, uh, and then I looked it up on the internet and I was like, oh, this movie's hard to find. You can't find it anywhere. And it was like 20 bucks. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to, if I, I'm in LA, I'm in the Amoeba. I might as well buy a DVD of the most controversial, hard to find DVD ever. Like not even five years later, this fucking thing ends up on Netflix. So it's like, fuck you. And you're not able to find <laughs> anywhere on like, it's not fucking Netflix. Okay. Th- that story aside, uh, we're checking out with our stuff and on the side of the uh, counter there's these flyers and there's this flyer I pick up I notice it it says hey on this day there's going to be a screening for a movie um, uh, Steven Spielberg is hosting and it's for a new type of horror movie and it just said it said paranormal activity and it said go to this theater with this flyer you get in for free and you get to watch it for you get to watch it for free. Oh. Here's the thing. The day of the screening was the day we were leaving LA. Oh, that sucks. So at the time, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing this. That's cool though. Like, hey, we could have seen a a movie. A week later, we're home. That trailer that I just played came on and it says September 2009, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you, you fucking kidding me? I would have been in the fucking trailer? Oh, oh god damn it. I was yeah. so mad. I was so mad. Oh, and that would have been an incredible experience to get to see it like that, too. I mean, that's the beauty <clears throat> of this film, seeing it in the theater with other people. Yes. And just meant, like... Because that's what it's like. It was crazy. Like, you see those trailers for movies you know, horror movies all the time. And you go and you sit there and you go, what the hell's wrong with these people? This was a movie that delivered that kind of theater experience because people were that kind of freaked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh um, so that story, said, I have another story, but it's more about seeing the movie. We'll get to that later. Well, I have my own story too, but I'm holding it for now. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, let's get into, we're going to pretend that maybe you listening out there don't know what paranormal activity is. Um, I'm going to do like a quick, like plot synopsis and then Lisa's going to go wild with <laughs> whatever it is she's going to go wild with. Okay. So paranormal activity, it's, uh, came out 2000, well, it was filmed in 2007. I guess yes. it came out a couple years later. 
there's a whole story about uh, about the making of this movie. It was a super independent movie. It was only made for like fifteen thousand um, dollars. Eleven thousand fifteen is including the promotional stuff. Okay. Don't Sorry, worry. I know things. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Jesus Christ. And I'm looking at the. I'm right now at the Wikipedia reading all this shit, and you just like. You just, yeah, you just overshot Wikipedia right now. I mean, it's right here. 15,000. Film a shot for 15,000. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was like independently made. It was made in this guy's house. And uh, eventually they shopped it around at like different like festivals. Uh, everyone, you know, like different filmmakers uh, ended up seeing it. Steven Spielberg got around to it and said, yeah, let's get this out there. Um, now, no, he didn't like. He only helped release the movie. He didn't like produce it. He didn't. It's not through DreamWorks. It's nothing like right. that. He just saw the movie and was like, "Yeah, this needs to be out in the world. Like this is Absolutely. awesome." That, that's all Steven Spielberg was involved with, outside of click baking, click click baiting people to see the movie on opening night with the flyer that I got because it literally says something about Steven Spielberg like presents or something this movie at this theater i don't remember exactly what it said um but anyway okay so the movie itself it's it's basically a found footage movie on uh, the style of blair witch it's about this couple uh katie and micah mika micah whatever mika. and and um you think i would know that i just watched the movie and she says the name <laughs> like ten thousand times in the goddamn movie sometimes in a screen <clears throat> yeah um they've been experiencing some like weird things happening in the house so micah uh, or Mika. Mika. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling good. <laughs> Leave me alone. Mika. Okay, Mika. Okay, Mika buys a camera to document everything that's happening in the house, and then um, uh, throughout the whole course of the movie, things kind of amp up. It starts with just some bumps, some noises. Uh, it sounds like people are running around in the house. There's like you know, loud bangs, chandeliers are moving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keys are getting dropped in the floor. Like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Mika then antagonizes it and things get worse. Uh, then this goes to like sheets being pulled, whole bodies being pulled, uh, maybe even some body possession. And, uh, it just amps up from there. We're seeing it all through the lens of this camera that's inside this house. And that's, that's the basic plot of the story. Um, all right. I'll let you go first. No, I think you should go first because we know that I'm excited about it. So I want to hear your perspective on it. <clears throat> okay, fine. All right. So, um, I too gave in to the hype. Um, did you see it in the theater when you first saw I it? I saw it in the theater because I, because when I realized when I saw that trailer and I realized, ah, shit, we could have seen this. Um, and it really, at the time. At that time, if everyone's not going to believe this, they really were like, we're only showing this in certain cities. Like, yes. And like main cities too, like LA, New York, Miami, wherever, you know, like major cities. But, you know, it wasn't everywhere. And then they had no. this whole thing where it was like, if you want this to come to your town, go to this website and blah, blah, blah. And of course, I, I, yeah. I, I did that. I said, hey, Indianapolis, come on. We got the fucking cults. What do you want? Right. Um, so I mean, Indianapolis, you have a better shot of it than I did. I mean, I'm in Rhode Island. Providence is never on any of these lists. The closest I ever get is Boston. And it's ah. a pain in the butt to drive into Boston in the middle of the week to see a movie. So it's just yeah. like, oh, what is going on here? Get these movies to me already. So um, I want to I don't know how long it took, but like eventually it was like available readily to everybody in theaters. Um, it so, took clear into October before everyone could get to it. OK, I can I don't I remember how long it, it took. But um, so, yes, we did eventually go see it. And I was excited. Right. I was excited because it looked kind of cool. It was, you know, I'm I am into the found footage stuff like I, I liked Blair Witch Um and there were all these like Blair Witch ripoffs that came out after that, and I was into those, rather ironically or unironically, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and it just kind of looked neat. It was like, oh shit, it's like a it's like a haunted house story, has shown by like actual video cameras. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. That's a neat idea. Okay, now here's my here's my second story, of seeing it opening night, and I promise you, everything I'm about to tell you is true. So we go to the theater, and we're watching the movies progressing. Behind us, 
are like three teenage girls. Oh gosh, that's the best. And they start doing the 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 typical annoying thing where they're just like shrieking at every little thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Like the part where the door like slightly, you know, moves by itself. Yeah. Like early they're in the freaking movie. Out. They're they're like, ah <laughs> Um Man, you should have heard him when they, the fucking demon grabs Katie and drags her. I can imagine. Oh, I my had, yeah. God. I don't know how I still have my hearing. Like, <laughs> it was terrible. Okay. But, like, midway through the movie, I one of them, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. One of them grabbed their phone, made a phone call, and said, you're not going to believe this movie you're watching. Look. Oh and then they turned their phone <gasps> to the screen and was like, this is the craziest fucking movie we've ever seen. And then I like looked and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh, that's the worst. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They they stopped when I did that. But I was, I was like, why would you think to do that? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, why would that be okay? Good God. Uh, so my initial thoughts after the movie was done was I loved it. Yes. I was like, this is like, this is an awesome movie. They did a really good job. And, you know, I'm, I, you know, I know like, you know, all of us movie geeks, we're all like this. We're, we're not only are we invested in the movie that we saw, but we're also into the technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, you know, we're like thinking like, oh, how did they do that? Like, you know, cause we know the story. It was only made 15, you know, a thousand dollars. It was in a guy's house. Like they just did this themselves. Like, how did they do the the sheet did they have a fan how was a fan not on camera like you know we're all I'm, I'm like breaking it all apart like there must have been a string for the sheet to pull the sheet off and you know the i don't know how they did the fire on the ouija board and not you know have it go all over the place mm-hmm. like you know I'm, I'm just analyzing everything like oh that was so good that they did that and it was so cheap and ah, this was such a fun movie and you know i um it came out on dvd and i bought it on dvd immediately and watched it again uh, and then, of course, they eventually announced sequels. Well, we're we're going to get to the sequel. Jason Bloom was involved in all the sequels. So we yep. are doing all the sequels on this show. Let's go. Yes. So uh, so that's me. Yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I adored it. I thought it was good. And I'm just going to say this. I'm a guy. I think I'm allowed to say this. I thought Katie was kind of cute. Oh, she is. She's like, definitely like, cute. She was, she was really nice to look at. And I was like, this made the movie tolerable. Now. The characters, I'm going to say both of them are fucking annoying. <laughs> like, for all, for different reasons. They're sure. both fucking annoying for different reasons. He's annoying because he's, like, like you know, he's got to prove he's got, like, the biggest dick in the room. And he's like, yeah. this is my house. No one's going to come into my house. And blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Katie's like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. And then he does all the things that he's not yeah. supposed to do. So he's a dick. She's annoying because she's just constantly, oh, Mika, oh, my God, ah, no, let's get this out. Like, she's just, like, screaming nonstop through the movie. And it's, ah, so both of them just really annoyed me. I think they're very realistic. <clears throat> I think they are absolutely people we know. I think they are definitely what people would do if this is the situation. You know, like, Mika's got the whole big dick energy sort of thing going because... Yes. He's going to be the guy. He's like, this is my house. I'm going to protect my girlfriend. I don't know who the hell you think you are. He's skeptical of the whole thing. And he's like, this is stupid. What is this? And he wants to poke at it. That's every last frat boy when they grow up into their 20s. They want to know what's going on. And you know what? I mean, this is the thing. This is no, I mean, people discount everything. People say, Oh, if that was my house, I would run right out of there. Not necessarily, because it never starts at full tilt. It doesn't start with somebody grabs you by the foot and drags you down the hall. It starts with weird noises and weird things. And we all have weird noises and weird things that happen in our houses at night. True. Not to mention when you're asleep. So you think, oh, that was just a dream. Oh, it was just the cat. Oh, it was just the wind. Whatever the hell it is, you explain it away. And then you get invested and then you're not going anywhere like this. I think this is absolutely realistic. I think that's what's so brilliant about it. I love the terror of, you know, what happens while you're asleep. Things are happening around you and you're out cold. You have no idea what's going on. Like that's horrifying. 
You know, uh-huh. that's why A Nightmare on Elm Street was so brilliant. Because you have a film that comes out in 1984, uh, sort of at the peak of these slasher films where, all right, well, you can't go to camp and you can't go to the beach and you can't babysit and you can't go to Texas and you can't do these things because there's crazy people out there. But at home, in your own bed is always where you're safest. That's where you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, like you run home after you think somebody, you know, you have those times when you're driving home late at night and, you know, maybe you think this car has been following me or whatever it is. Like you get home, you lock your door, you're safe. You know, home is where you are comfortable. And for Nightmare on Elm Street to have a slasher who kills you in your sleep was horrible. Absolutely terrifying because now you can't even go to sleep and you're going to be dead. Now you've got paranormal activity where this is quote unquote reality. It's not a dream monster. And these are what's happening. These are things that have happened to you while you're asleep when you don't know what's going on. This was so unnerving in so many ways. And I think what's brilliant about it is exactly what you said. The mystery of how did they do this? How did they do that? There are no obvious strings, you know, like you don't see a ghost floating by, any of that right. crap. Right, right, It's hints of what this could be. It's a slow, throaty growl that you might hear. Yeah. It's the door moving just a little bit. And then later on, it's the door slamming. I mm-hmm. mean, it's brilliant the way this film builds to an incredible crescendo. It's just like... It just continues to get bigger and bigger, and that's how it draws you in. You see this movie in the theater. I saw it in the theater myself. Like I said, I drove like an hour and a half, two hours to go see a movie. (laughs) And for a Rhode Islander, that's a big deal because you can drive from one end of Rhode Island to the other in about 45 minutes to an hour. (laughs) That's that's the size of Rhode Island. Um, So people who live in these actual-sized states – who go, well, I drive two hours to work every day. Like, that's a thing. But here in Rhode Island, it's weird. Um, I'm a Rhode Islander. I love to drive. I don't mind. So I saw that this thing was playing uh, out in Massachusetts. I think I went to a Dedham theater. Um, And I was like, we're going. I told my brother, I said, we're going. And he's like, I'm right there with you because my brother's a horror fan too. So we drove. We went out there. We went. We got the Lux level seats. You know, we were up there. We were going to get, like, the burgers and fries while we saw this movie. It was going to be great. This theater was packed, filled to the gills, this theater had. Every seat was taken. It was sold out the whole nine. And the brilliant thing about this movie and the subsequent sequels, um, at least up until the fourth one, because the fourth one was where it started, the novelty started to wear off. But I'm telling you, Paranormal 1, 2, and 3. I saw all of the, I've seen all of these in the theater because I can't help myself. But you sit in that theater, especially this first one, and when the entire theater holds its breath and nobody's moving, nobody's eating their popcorn, nobody's, you know, crinkling plastic to open their goobers, nothing. And every time it was night in this movie... The whole place, you could absolutely feel the tension. And then when morning came and it was the next day, you would feel everybody relax. It was incredible. You do not get this experience at home. And a lot of people who didn't see this movie in the theater, you lose at least half the effect. You know, I've had former students or current students who are like, oh, I never saw that. I'm like, oh, you should see this movie. And they come back to me. They go, eh, it's kind of boring. I said, yeah, because it's just you on a couch. (laughs) I'm like, if you are not seeing this film with a bunch of other people, you lose that group impact and the brilliance of that. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's true. I I 100% agree with that. The best movies are the ones that get everybody reacting. So, I mean, think about your favorite experiences. You know, I saw American Pie in a theater. I saw Howard Stern's Private Parts in a theater. I saw Independence Day in a theater. I saw Titanic in a theater. Some of these giant movies where the entire theater is reacting. You know, I mean, people were roaring through Private Parts. People were losing their minds through American Pie. You know, Independence Day, people are cheering. Like, 
when people clap at the end of the movie, you roll your eyes, but it's also something significant about a film. Fair. That's This that's... was a film where everybody held their breath. And there was an amazing, <laughs> amazing moment. It's my favorite moment. When, you know, they go to sleep and things have started escalating. We're not quite to the really scary stuff yet, but as they're sleeping, you know, Katie and Mika go to sleep and each time it's night, it would say night number four and they would give you the oh, date. Yeah. Night yep, number yep. five in the date. Yep. So one of the nights, Katie gets up and she wanders to like the side of the bed and she's standing over Mika as he sleeps. Yes. And then the footage is fast forwarded to show that she stands over him all night for like hours and hours and hours and doesn't move just right. as he's sleeping. He rolls over. He kind of kicks his feet, whatever. She doesn't move. So we're in the theater and everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, when you hear a voice and you can picture what this individual looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there was a dude in the theater somewhere and he's a big dude. You can tell just by the, the tone of his voice, the bass of his voice. This is a big guy who's got a girlfriend. Like, you just picture a dude probably play football, whatever it is, a big guy. In the middle of this scene, he goes, oh, hell no! <laughs> and we lost it. I mean, it's one thing to have teenage girls squealing. It's another to have big dude going, oh, no, 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 not this. <laughs> I mean, as we left the theater, I heard guys saying to their girlfriends, their wives, they're like, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. This ain't happening. <laughs> like, it was incredible. Love this movie so much. And just like you, I mean, the pinnacle scene where it really goes crazy, which I believe is night 20. Um, yeah. When she gets pulled out of the bed by her foot which is bad enough, and then she's dragged down the hallway and the door slams behind her, locking yeah. in oh, the yeah. Incredible. For a low-budget, who-the-hell-is-this-guy movie. Exactly. Um, wow, you really... <laughs> okay, oh, I uh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. You're good. Um, but uh, what I like about it is they sort of answer the questions that are like typical of like haunted house movies yes it's like they're like well why don't you just leave the house well it's not the house it's katie it's connected she's, to it's, katie if wherever she goes she's gonna be experiencing this so that's not an option right all right why don't you get some outside help well one person that gets mentioned like leaves the country before they can help yep the other is this like uh like a psychic uh, who stops by twice, and the second time he stops... Well, the first time he stops by, he's like, there's not a lot I can do. You need to get a demonologist because everything's pointing to more of a demon, not a ghost. Right. <clears throat> and so I'm going to recommend you to this demonologist guy. And... Dr. Johan Avery's. There you go. Dr. Avery's. <laughs> uh, he'll help you. There's not a lot I can do. Um... All he says is it's feeding off of negative energy. Yeah. Which, it wasn't until this watch that I caught that moment. Because mm -hmm. then I, everything that kind of happened after made sense. Yeah, like all the anger Katie's, stuff. Katie's mood swings and being angry. Like Then I was like, oh, hey, I get that. That, that makes sense. Wow, that's very clever. This is why it escalates further. <clears throat> yeah. Right, that's why. I mean, it's a very... Thin, I don't want to say thin plot because it's about what happens and there's the progression, but you know, it, it's about the escalation and any sort of plot hole questions you might have, they're pretty much answered here. Orrin yeah, Kelly yeah, yeah. did a good job with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially with a fragmented script. It wasn't one of those things where they had a whole script ready no, to go no. and said, here, learn these lines. They just had like the idea of what's going to happen. Uh -huh. The, the the dialogue was mostly improvised. Absolutely. Um, and the 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 people in the movie are the ones actually holding the camera. Yes. And yep. you know that there's like tripods and stuff, but they're actually like moving the camera around. Yep. Um, and I felt like they did a good job answering that because like you know Blair Witch and everything that came after that. The main question about these found footage movies is like, 
well, if you're in this horrifying situation, why are you first instinct to grab the camera? Exactly. Um, I think I even came up in um, uh, Cloverfield. I think they even came up in Cloverfield. Yep. Because it's like we're we're doing this giant we have monster attacking, but this guy's holding this camera. Like, what the hell? They yep. do a good job answering that in this question in that sometimes uh, Mika will forget it or yep. <laughs> it's like a... Or it's like an afterthought. There's a wonderful scene when Mika, <clears throat> when Katie freaks out during the day. Oh yeah. And she's calling him, and he starts, but then he goes back and he gets the camera, and it turns yeah. out there's a giant there's a spider. spider in the yeah. bathroom, and she's like, "Get it!" And then she goes, "Did you get the camera?" camera? <laughs> yeah. So good, but it's that's exactly what that conversation would be. You know, like if there's a giant insect and you run and get the damn camera, but of course, if they're dealing with this this haunting in their house, of course he's going to grab the camera. Who knows what it is? Yeah, of If course. she had yelled, oh my God, Mika, there's a spider, she, he wouldn't have grabbed the camera. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing I love about this is because Pelly and, you know, Katie and Mika, they set up these realistic interactions you know, you have those moments of levity. You have those moments of comic relief where that's funny. You know, you have Mika screwing around and he's pretending to be Dr. Johan Avery's and he's doing the accent and he's being weird. And it's like yeah. you just want to smack him in the head. But all of us have had a significant other or have been that person ourselves. Like, it's funny. <laughs> you know, like this is I feel I 100 percent believe these two people. Yeah, yeah, I. They definitely do feel like you know real. These are real people. Yeah, and you know, what helps too is there's no credits for this movie. Outside, no. outside of like the beginning, it said like Paramount movies. Um, you know, uh, what was they it? They thank the police. They thank the police yeah. and you know the the memory and the parents and whatever it said all at the beginning. Right. And then we get the ending thing of you know Micah's body was found and. Katie yeah. went Still missing. Still hasn't been recovered, yeah. And that was it. Yep. Like, there's no cast, there's no crew, there's no nothing. It's just, that's yep. just it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I I am very impressed with them making this on such a shoestring budget. Uh, they got their money back, like, 13-fold. Oh, like, my God. Like, like man, man, they must have, like, looked at the money coming in and, like, holy shit. I mean, this is the dream. You know, this is Oren Pelly's first film. This is, you know, you come up with this thing. And the bottom line is, and people make movies all of the time. And you have films that you can access. And I mean, thankfully, it's a, it's a really amazing thing now. You know, 2021, you're dealing with over a decade later, mm -hmm. where you can access a lot of these independent films. You know, Netflix might put them up. Prime is really good for putting up random movies, uh, independent films that people true. make at their homes. Very true, yeah. Um, you know, Shudder has been really great about making some of these independent filmmakers a little bit more prominent. Yep. Um, you know, usually you get a, a, a key to a Vimeo link and you can watch somebody's thing online. But, you know, with a film like this, when it's done really well, and I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of how it got Steven Spielberg's attention, but obviously this is a film that deserves attention. I mean, there are small things. So if you think about the basic frame of this film, the camera is on a tripod um, on the far end of their bedroom <coughs> where there's a desk and there's a window and you can see for the most part the in, the most of the bedroom you see their bed off to the right there's a nightstand on either side and then to the left is the door down the hallway you can see you know a couple of other doors to other rooms and to the left is their bathroom so mm, yes. this is the frame that we have for most of this film because this is the stationary camera spot and so, you know, you get to see when the door kind of moves a little bit. You can see when the sheet blows up a little bit and then, you know, blows up a little further. It's almost like somebody, if you put a napkin down on the table and you kind of breathe underneath it, it'll float up a little bit. But then if you really exhale, it'll like fly up. That's what's going on with the sheet. Um, 
you get the impression, okay, so there's somebody over there in the bathroom and they're the one, you know, they're blowing a leaf blower at the, at the sheet or right, somebody's right. got a string on the door and they're moving it a little bit, moving it a little bit that way. Okay, yeah. And what's cool about it is going into a film like this, you know there are those tricks. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, then when it escalates and gets to the good stuff, now you're like, holy crap, how did they do this? So you think about how did they put the shadow of this thing, this demon, this ghost, whatever, on the door, right? Because it kind of passes by. It doesn't just sort of show up and then disappear. It moves from one door to the, from one side of the door to the other as it's actually passing by. You mm -hmm. can't see any light source. So where is this person body that's creating the shadow? Where is the light source? You mm -hmm. don't see it anywhere. And again, that move when Katie is dragged out of the bed and down <laughs> the hallway. Yeah. You see nothing. No, not at all. And it's remarkable. Because the way she moves, like she gets pulled out of the bed and you go, oh, that's awful. And she kind of like <laughs> goes to sit up and all right. And then she's turned and brought to there's you look at it. You go, if that was just a string, how would that work? It would get all tangled up. How did they do? Da, 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 da. And then the door slams like who slammed the door? Who's dragging her down the hall? Where's this? That you lose your mind. So. To get to my story that I teased in the <laughs> beginning here. OK. So this movie releases big to do big thing about this movie. So in I, I, I guess it would I don't know. It couldn't have been that same year. I feel like it would have been the following year. I don't remember for whatever reason. I think it might have been that same year. So actually it would have had to have been because it would have been in advance. Sorry, as my brain figures itself out. So December, <laughs> I get a call from a friend who says, Lisa, you're never going to believe this. I said, what do you want? What are you talking about? She goes, I want a contest. I said, what do you mean I want a contest? She lives in Rehoboth, Massachusetts. She says, I entered a contest with Paramount Pictures. And they're going to film footage at my house for the Blu-ray release of Paranormal Activity. What? And I said, what the hell are you talking about? She said, no, really. The director is going to come to my house and representatives from Paramount. I won a contest. They're giving me a brand new TV and like a theater system. They're giving me copies of the movie in advance. And Oren Pelly is coming to my house for a premiere event of or of paranormal activity. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, because then you become like, damn it. Can I come? And she's <laughs> like, yes, of course. Why do you think I'm calling you, you idiot? Because <laughs> I was the fool who was like, we need to see this movie. We need to see this movie. We need to see this. So a lot of people had never heard of it until they got into my radius and <laughs> I'm acting like a fool about it. And she's a horror fan and the whole nine. She's like, are you kidding? I wouldn't know about this movie without you. Of course you're coming. So we get there and she says, they said that, you know, Pelly is going to be bringing a guest. And so now I'm losing my mind. Who's it going to be? It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be the other one. Where, where, where? So, um, you know, one of the, the bloggers from Dread Central comes and he's super cool and we're chatting with him. And Oren Pelly comes like they set up the uh, the backdrop that you like take photos in front of. They set up a little uh, red carpet in her driveway. They put <laughs> baby powder on the red carpet. <laughs> like, the whole thing. We had nice. gift bags. We got messenger bags that said paranormal activity. It had like popcorn containers. It had um, baby powder in it. It had like all these different things. She got a Ouija board. Yeah. Um, all these, all this cool stuff, all this great swag. We all got copies of the movie, whatever. So Oren Pelly shows up and we're like, oh my God, like this is incredible. This is amazing. I, at this point, I've never met a celebrity. So I'm barely holding it together um, because I don't know what to do with people. I get starstruck. Okay. He brings not one special guest, but two. Both Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston came Nice. At my friend's house. Oh, that's I, awesome. My mind. I lost my mind. I have photographs with all of them. I got to stand there and ask Oren Pelly himself. I said, how did you do it? And he said, I can't tell you. And I was like, you're killing me. <laughs> like, you're killing me. He says, all I will say is it's not a matter of what you saw. It's a matter of what we removed. 
Ah. And so you figure, okay, this budget went into some sort of video editing, some sort yeah. of computer imaging that eliminated some of the things that they needed to do to do this. But either way, I'm like, this is incredible. These three individuals were so gracious. They were so nice. I have a poster with all three of their signatures on it. Um, my friends Ouija board, they signed it. She's got it framed in her home. They sat and they watched the movie with us. I mean, this is a thing you don't get. Like, this was the most incredible thing. You enter these contests, and nobody you know ever wins. My friend Jessica won. It was just so cool, you know? And at one point, I caught myself hiding behind my friend's brother because I was so starstruck. Like, it was just... <laughs> I mean, I sat next to Mika like he was right there. Like, oh, my God. It was just incredible. Like, it was just so... I, I sound like an idiot right now because I'm just babbling. But... <laughs> That was the thing that I took away from that conversation with Oren Pelly, that, you know, it's not what you see. It's perhaps what you don't anymore. You sure. know, like what yeah. is removed is the kicker. And it's really slick because instead of trying to hide the string or whatever, it's, well, we went in and that's where our money went to, you know. Okay. And you got it. You got to give them credit for that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. They did a really good job, you know hiding or removing uh you know all the effects if you will and how they mm -hmm. did everything like they did a really good job making this movie like seriously it's just like, every last little thing everything's just really good and yeah it's it's kind of a slow burn but i feel like they are talking about the demon itself you know it's not like there's you know i think for some reason people seem to think like there's endless scenes of them just doing random things, like when people yep. think about it. But like, I just finished watching it like an hour ago, and it's 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 either they're talking about what's happening, or then it goes to nighttime, and then the stuff is happening. Right. And then it flips back to all right. Let's talk about what happened last night. You know, you were just standing at the bed for two hours. You went outside in the cold, and you don't remember any of it. And then, you know, then, my, then Mika becomes a dickhead and brings a Ouija board into the house. And then, you know, oh, then it's the, the best. The, the I Ouija didn't board's on buy fire. a Ouija board. I borrowed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you asshole. He is such. Like, I've dated this guy. <laughs> this is what's so funny to me. I borrowed it. I borrowed it. it. I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. It's and now so he owes them a Ouija board because they got burnt. Yes. Oh God, that was another great scene. Like you see the wind, because they oh yes they yes. go out, and the 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 breeze. So you see like the plants are moving, and then the planchette starts moving, and then it catches on fire, and it's like yeah oh my yeah God. yeah yeah. It's so good. It just you go home that night and you're afraid to turn the lights off. You know, like you want to afraid make to do sure. anything. Well, I mean, what? You're just afraid to like just be in your house, just because yes. it's like, like any little noise. You're just like, oh my god, is that a demon. Yeah. Oh my god, ah, this thing fell. Is it a demon? Yes. Hey, like, anything happened in your house? It's, it's like it's a fucking demon. Now it's a demon. You're screwed. Like, and that's what's so brilliant about it, because it really does get under your skin. The best ones do. You know, Blair Witches is, is scary to a lot of people, but as long as you're not camping out in the woods and lose your damn map, you'll be fine. You know, like, don't go out into the woods. The ones that take place in the home are always the scariest. Can I can I tell a story of when I must see Blair Witch in theaters? Yeah. It's 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 adjacent to this movie, so I think it, it fits. So again, you know, this everything that I have for paranormal activity, I had for Blair Witch Project. And this was ten years earlier. And this was before like the internet was how it is now. Yeah, because like, it's the it, first still, movie. It the still very existed. First movie the internet existed. The internet to yes. that film. Yep. But it was a little different back in '99. It was right. it was more message boards and chat rooms and stuff. In America Online. America Online, absolutely. You youngins today don't don't know what the hell. You, <laughs> you don't know the. You joys know how fucking lucky you are right now. Let me just say. Getting the internet mailed to you. Once yeah. A month. Yes. So uh, there's this huge, like you know. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, people are talking about it a lot and press for it and everything. And, you know, there's these, there was even like this, like 
documentary that was on Sci-Fi Channel. It was like, yep. like yeah, we're going to talk about the three people that went missing in Burkittsville, and here's the story on that. And it makes it look like it was real. Yep. So, you know, I'm they amped up. They found these tapes of these college kids who were making a documentary, and they disappeared. Yes. So uh, the night comes, and um, I went with people from work, my job. Uh, I went with um, three or four people. Uh, we all we all were excited for it. So we went opening night, first night, Friday night, and the it was fucking packed. Yep. Like everyone out there imagining uh, an Avengers movie or an MCU movie opening night. That's what this theater looked like for Blair Witch Project. It was crazy. <clears throat> so we ended up sitting kind of towards the front of the theater because it was the only seats that were available. And so the movie's going on, and we're watching it. The movie ends. I'm with three other people from my job. The three people from my job were like, that fucking sucked. Like, they were like, oh, my God, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. And they're talking shit about it. And there were people in the theater when it ended were like, boo. And I think a guy actually threw, like, popcorn at the screen, like, People, oh my god. People really were not happy. I was freaked out. I loved the movie. Like it was like this was like the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I was freaked out and it was at night, right? So, you know, we're driving home and I'm just thinking about it. And everyone's like, "Yeah, that movie fucking sucked. It was just them like running through the woods and not much happened. You didn't see the you didn't see the witch. You didn't oh. see anything and blah blah blah." So they're just talking shit about it. And I'm just sitting there like mulling everything over and I was like and I again, like I did with paranormativity, I was like, "How did they do that?" Like, you know, right. like they you know, it was these three people, they had to hold the camera. You didn't see, you know, it was so brilliant that you didn't actually see the witch. And you just got to see, like, the tent being, like, shoved and whatever. And, you know, yeah, it was, oh, it was so good. And, you know, the scene at the end where the guy's in the corner and then the camera, whoever's holding the camera gets knocked out. And it's like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. And then, so I get home. It's, like, going on midnight. And I don't want to say I lived in, like, the most, like, hick part of town. Like, it was kind of, it was a city, but <laughs> it was still a residential area, so... There still weren't a lot of lights on in like my neighborhood. So yep. I get home and my mom my mom was the type of person who never really had like a sleep schedule. She was just like up and then whenever she just fell asleep, she fell asleep. So she was up when I got home. And, you know, she's like, How's the movie? And I tell her, oh, I loved it. And people I yeah. went to, I went with hated it, blah blah blah. And then I tell her about it. And then she's like, Oh, by the way, before you go to bed, can you take the garbage out? <laughs> and I and I said I said I said I was freaked out, right? So I'm like, oh shit! And so it's pitch black in the backyard, and I'm like, okay, I'm 19 years old. I'm technically an adult. I've <laughs> I grew up on horror movies. I've watched horror movies my entire life. I should not be this afraid. I, I I know the Blair Witch is not real. I know it's fake. The Blair Witch is not in your backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm telling myself this, but I'm still freaking out. Absolutely. <clears throat> so it was weird being like, like, okay, I know it's fake, but I need to get this trash out really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my Blair Witch story. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, 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 it, it is the same premise. This is why these movies are the ones that stand out in the found footage subgenre. Like, yeah, the Blair Witch is fake, and so is Paranormal Activity. But who cares? Right. They made you believe in the moment that it was real. Mm -hmm. You have films. Now, Blair Witch didn't impress me all that much in the idea where I wasn't scared. I didn't leave the theater and I wasn't scared. But in 1999, I mean, I was 20, I was a kid. I was saying, all right, yeah, you know what? Oh, this didn't scare me. And, and therefore, it meant it wasn't a good horror movie to make. Hmm. As an adult, as, an, as a horror movie fan and somebody who really appreciates a story, even if it didn't scare the hell out of me, you have to give this film credit. You have these three kids who are given handheld cameras 
rough scenarios about, all right, here's what you guys are doing. Here's what your characters are like. Now go out in the woods. They give them a tent. They're sleeping in the tent. The production crew is screwing with them in the middle of the night in oh, yeah. order to scare the hell out of them. All of those reactions are real. Yep, yep. And you have this incredible grassroots, underground, word of mouth with us, us, uh, I can't even come up with the word, a, a, a platform. The internet was still very, very new. Yes. Nobody knew how it worked. So they didn't, uh, the general public didn't know that any schmo could create a website and mm. put up whatever it is. You know, like nowadays we joke like, oh, if you read it on the internet, it means it's true. Well, that's what people thought. In yeah. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yes. Because the internet was used for research. You yes. know, like you were a kid in college, you had to research. So if it was on the internet, obviously it was real. It had to be true. Yeah, absolutely. It was real. And so you had that, then you had documentaries, and people lost their minds. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you go, oh, well, no, the police are not going to release footage like this in order for somebody to profit off it. They're never going to do such a thing. Right, right. But at the time, with found footage, you, you go, my God, this is horrifying. So people, the poor people in Maryland... You oh. had these fans tramping through their small town to get a glimpse of the Blair Witch, which never existed. Nope. The closest thing is the Bell Witch in Tennessee, and yes. that was the film in American Haunting. Yes. That's a whole different animal. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have paranormal activity where people are afraid to go in their own homes. They're afraid right. to go to bed. Like, exactly. What on earth? And so even as cheesy as found footage can be, the premise that you know, unknown names and unknown actors can bring these stories to life and you believe them wholeheartedly. You know, th there's stories about how Mika and Katie got the job. You know, they come into the audition and there's no script. So they were set, like they come in, they sat down and the question they were asked was, tell us why you think your house is haunted. <laughs> and these two people immediately launched into a story you know wow. like it wasn't oh well what do you mean or what's my motivation like you get this job because you hear that question and you go into a character and you explain yep yep yep, yep. Yeah. and you can't help but buy it like it's it's and, so good and these actors were relatively unknown when this came out yeah. Which I think, I, to me, that works so much better for found footage movies yes if it's unknown people you know, in it, like, cause if this starred, like, you know, who's hot in 09, like Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise, like this would have ruined everything. It wouldn't have worked. <coughs> and that's, exactly. that's why in 1999, the remake of the haunting was horrible. It tanked this giant, big budget horror film with huge names. You've got Liam Neeson, you've got Owen Wilson, you've got Catherine Zeta Jones, you've got Lily Taylor in this big budget CGI horror movie about a yes. haunted house. Yes, yes. And it went nowhere. It got trounced yeah. by this random thing about some college kids who yell at each other in the woods. Exactly. So. You know, and so I just Paranormal um, Activity is absolutely one of my top favorite horror movies ever. Even though I know it's not real, I sat next to the oh, two yeah. individuals and watched the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool. You got to do that. Oh, God, everybody that I have, incredible. everybody that I have on podcasts always has way cooler stories than I do. I swear. Oh, <laughs> like hey, I'm like, no, here I am. no, yeah, but here's the comparison. <laughs> here I am. I almost saw it in theater. <laughs> You're like, I got to chill with the director and the stars in a house. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. Oh. I still think the story's cool, Jason. I do. Well, thank you. Let's talk about the endings, because there's um, alternate yeah. endings. Uh, so, um, as I as we said, uh, this was this made in the theatrical it, ending. Yeah, th there was it was made independently, you know, just by these guys. Uh, then they took it to you know, shopped it around. Eventually, Paramount picked it up. Paramount changed the ending. They changed well, apparently. Spielberg according, recommended they change the ending. Yeah, according to you know the thing I'm reading now, they changed a couple of things in the movie and they changed the ending. So yep. the original ending, which I seen once yep. on the DVD, I only seen it just the one time. Yeah, they're so, on the so, they're on the special they're on the so Blu-ray. You probably edition. seen it more than I have, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the original ending 
what well, had um, the cops. Katie. So yeah, the cops. Uh, but Katie. So the, the okay. Yeah, I'm all over the place here. That's so okay. the ending Let's of the movie. The ending of the movie. <laughs> the ending of the movie. She has Katie leaving the bedroom. She she's out in the living room. She screams Mika, and then he goes running. You hear like a struggle, some thumping, and then uh, and then here is where things kind of branch off. So the original ending had Katie um, uh, coming into the bedroom by herself with the knife that she killed. You know, we're supposed to assume she you know killed Mika with. She she's just kind of there, rocking back yeah, and forth. Yes, screaming. She's cre- screaming downstairs. <clears throat> Mika leaps out of the bed, runs downstairs. You hear him scream. You hear this whole ruckus, and then since we're in the bedroom, you have this very slow thumping up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at first Katie. we don't see, and then it turns out to be Katie, Katie who comes in, sits on the floor. You know, she's covered in and then... blood, and she's kind of like coming back to herself. And then her, uh, their friend Amber shows up um, and ends up, you know, freaking out or whatever. Uh, then it goes to the next night and then two cops show up uh, where they find Katie. She's like possessed now. She's fully possessed and she's holding a knife. Uh, but then she returns to normal just like that. Like she starts off possessed and then it's suddenly like, what happened? Where's Mika? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she gets up and she approaches them. And then the like a door slams somewhere in the house, and the panic uh, the officer like panics and ends up killing Katie. Yeah. And then um, the cops then just go through the rest of the house to find where the sound was, and then we get like a in memory of Mika and Katie. And so that's the yep. original ending. Yep. Um. So that's the original ending. Now there's an alternate ending to the alternate ending. Because then the, the the alternate ending was the one we see in the in theaters. Well, that's the one yes, where, so that was the theatrical ending. Where um, uh, when Mika leaves the room, uh, you hear the struggle, and nothing, and then Mika's body comes flying towards the camera. Right, you um, hear that. So, well, the thumping up the stairs, and then it stops, and we see nothing for a couple of seconds. Like they they hold out that that yeah. pause, and uh-huh. then. Mika's body, body is hurled at the camera right from the and, stairway and then we see Katie coming in and she's just kind of looking at the body and then she looks at the camera and then she gets like this demonic smile yep um and to indicate the camera and then she rushes the camera and we get the idea oh shit she's now possessed right and then that's where the theatrical ending ends so there's yep. that and then that comes up like the final card talking about the police finding his body and then like Katie still hasn't been missing. located yes you know she's at large possessed katie is out there somewhere <clears throat> and then an alternate and then alternate to that ending uh just has everything we just said but this time she comes in by herself uh but then she goes to the camera and then she cuts her own throat which is incredible. Like it's like, oh god, that's a bit much. I'm glad that's not the ending they and used. And then she drops, and then the camera just fades away, and that's the that right. ending. So, those are the three endings. One of them you can see normally when you see the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and then you got to get the DVD for the other two endings. So, yep. um, so are you happy with the original ending, or would you prefer the original ending, or which one would you prefer? I'm happy with the theatrical ending. Um, I think they made a very good decision in changing from the original ending. I think the ve- the original ending would have been very unsatisfying. Okay. Um, you know, I think like the whole, oh, the cops screwed up and killed her. And I think that's meh. That um, would have been very frustrating. I'm going to be very cynical here. And I'm going to say they only came up with the theatrical ending because they wanted to make a sequel. Like, I feel like even back then, like when they, when Paramount said, Hey, you, you know, we're going to go with this ending. It's to open it up for a sequel because Katie, you know, she's just possessed, but she's not dead. The other two endings had her dead and finish it off. Yeah. So it's like, where do you go from there? But here it's like, she, no, she's still alive. She's just possessed. And now we can take this wherever we want to go. Katie's still alive. So we could focus on what we need to focus on. Um, which we'll get to that when we cover paranormal, paranormal activity too. I think that's an interesting way of looking at it because at the time, you know, you don't know how well this movie's actually going to be received. That is so, true. But what I like about it is that this could be a standalone film. 
It like, could have been, yes. I love the ambiguity of an unresolved ending if you <clears> do it well. Like this whole thing where they can't find her, that's scary as hell. You know, Hannibal Lecter gets away at the end of The Silence of the Lambs. He calls from some crowded island and off he goes. Like, that's amazing. You know, that's better, I think. That's less um, of a disappointment than most horror film endings. So something yeah. like this where it's like she's off and she's out there. Oh, crap. You know, yeah, granted, yeah. nowadays it almost guarantees like a I, sequel. Like I said, it was, a, it was a cynical look at it. I'm sure. Yeah. And I don't more... think you're wrong. I'm because you know I mean you got the you got a big budget studio attached to it now right yep. so they're always I feel like they're always thinking about sequels right whether or not shame. whether or not they think it's gonna do well whether or not you know they're you know they're really like yeah yeah we believe in this they're thinking okay we need to open this up for a sequel so if it does do well we can go ahead right. and make Paranormal Activity two. So, right, exactly. So I, that's that's just my cynical way of looking at things because I know how the industry works, and um, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm scared to ask you this, but is there anything else you want to <laughs> mention before we wrap we up? It. Yeah, just overall, we both we both love this movie. Love it. Probably Lisa a little more than me, apparently, but um, <laughs> you know, Lisa, what it is? I get excited when a film surprises me. Okay. And there aren't a lot of them, especially in the horror genre. Like, a jump scare doesn't affect me. And what's cool about these movies is even though I may or may not jump in them, um, this one had me by the throat for sure. But okay. the subsequent sequels, even though they may or may not work overall and I don't go home scared, because I'm sitting in a theater and I can feel everybody else freaked out, I love that. I think that's so enjoyable. You know, I okay. just I love being in the experience of other people being wrapped up in a story. All right. And I do want to comment that of the five movies we've now covered, this is probably the only one you had anything positive to say. Oh, about. my so. God. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I find things to say about Fever, but this is a movie that absolutely I've been looking forward to talking <laughs> about. I could tell. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up here. We're 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 done with uh the first paranormal activity. We will indeed be covering the other ones, but first, oh boy, we're not out of the woods yet, Lisa. No, we're not. You think we are? <laughs> you think? Oh, wait, Jason Bloom, he found his groove. If he made paranormal activity, he clearly we're now into the horror genre, right? Well, depending on how you feel about rom coms. This probably will horrify you. <laughs> Here is the trailer for the next movie we will be covering. All right, next caller. Every day, millions of people listen to her. If you keep searching for Prince Charming, you're sure to get burned. Are you saying I should call off the wedding? But when the love doctor ruined his life... Patrick, it's over. Don't do that, sir. Please come out here so we can talk. No, 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 not you, sir. You can put your hands down. Fireman. We don't arrest people. Patrick didn't get mad. You see the love doctor's running plans? Yeah, who in the right mind's gonna marry a woman like that? He got married. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you just wanted a little payback. I'm married. <laughs> I'm what? Already married. How do we fix this? Excuse me? Hello? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we are, are the innocent victims of a glitch. Hey, hey, everybody. We had a bride in our midst. Hey. Now. Oh, you're a fireman. Indeed I am. I always liked you guys. He'll turn up the heat. Rescue me! How did you two meet? You ladies ever heard of pro wrestling? Stop! <laughs> and show this expert. What is happiness anyway? Tell me you wrote the book. That love is no accident. She's starting to grow on me. No, look, no growing. Not on my watch. Uma Thurman, Colin Firth. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. New York City Fire Department, ladies and gentlemen. Official business. Please exit the elevator. We're going to have to ask you to stop what you're doing immediately. The accidental husband. Stop it. Stop it now, please. Oh, that is going to be wonderful. Lisa's <laughs> going to be so happy. <laughs> By the way, to anyone who doesn't know, Lisa doesn't watch the trailers if it's a movie she doesn't know, so she didn't even see that. Nope. But you it. you and I know what Lisa has in store, and I'm going to say this. <laughs> I've seen this movie already. Oh, really? I will tell the story on why I've seen this movie 
next time on Between the Scares. So until then, I'm Jason Soto. I'm Lisa Leahy. And see ya. Have a good one. Copyright 2021 Rabbit Hole Podcast. Rabbit Hole Podcast.com.